Hey, everyone. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and Sigilite of the FLG. And I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive chorus correspondent. Kicker, how have you been doing, buddy? Dude, I have been working behind the scenes nonstop to get all the tickets live and organized. I mean, since last week's episode, I, we've I had LSO, you. we've had ACO. I'm working on Cruise Hammer already. Like, it's... Yep. It, it I don't believe lot. it. Show show your work. Show my work. Show my work. Go online. You can see all the tickets. Those tickets don't happen on their own. There's a lot of like basically boring grunt work that needs to get done to get everything live. But it is good to go. And at the same time, I've been nonstop staying up late, hobbying like a madman. And uh, yeah, pretty excited. Trying like new stuff, too. I figure when you get a new armor, you can try new stuff. So that's been exciting. Although it does impede my progress because i'm like oh i want to try this i want to try this i want to in case you haven't realized i get distracted easily so yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah look, 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 look kicker distraction sneak, sneak peek we're going to talk about that in a second that is my face by the way if you are listening to our podcast you should be watching our podcast live every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time so you can watch the the wonderful chat that we're, we're seth why don't you describe this new feature i love this feature man the, the, the chat box feature. Yeah, the, the so uh, lovely, lovely text priest Richard here um, has added the ability to pull uh, comments from Twitch. So if you're watching us live and you want a chance for your comment to pop up on the bottom of the screen and Kicker and I to react to it, you got to be over on Twitch. Um, we can see comments from other sources uh, through other means, but if you want it on the stream, it's got to be Twitch. Yeah. And of course, we always have the, the visual aids that we have, the graphics and whatnot, and of course, the, the photos of things we're talking about. So if you can watch us, you should be watching us. And of course, always remember to like, share, subscribe, and uh, you, know, you know you can always do all the things that help the algorithms. Do all the things. All right, Seth, what have you been up to, man? Uh, building crisis suits. Oh, of course. Uh, you, yeah, been, you, you were going hard in your towel. Yep, Wait, yep, I figured yep. you'd have your crisis suits. Like, I had 11 more. and I wanted more. Oh, so of course. I built more. Naturally. How yeah. many can you have in a uh, in a squad? What is the the max? Maximum six, and you okay. can have three 18. regular crisis suit units and three bodyguard units. <laughs> oh, so I guess if you wanted to, you could have thirty two. Yeah, of course. No, no thirty six crisis you. suits. No one's going to judge you at all. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> it's not. I'm not running a thirty six crisis. So you've suit been flexing your hobby muscle. I hear you've yeah. also been flexing your your physical muscle. Yeah, you're jumping ahead on my notes. I, sorry, sorry, sorry. I played new town ta into the new Eldari. I've had right. some fun with that. Um, lost one horribly, won one. Um, I have been playing more Total War. And yes, I switched over uh, my workout routine to a powerlifting routine, which has been a lot of fun. But also, like, holy crap, am I tired? Um, I don't know if you've ever done like powerlifting kicker, but it is just like you don't feel bad in the moment. But then you're like, I'm gonna lay down. And then you're like, oh. I'm real tired, aren't I? You're like, let me sit up, and then you're like, no, no, you no, shouldn't no. do that right and, now. Like, and you you are fried for a few days after that. Like, your whole body is yeah. sore. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. can't, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Uh, are you still using your home gym? Is that kind of your? Yep, your, yep yeah. still working out of there. Awesome. Um, got all the equipment I need. So, kicker, why don't you take us yes. into the industry news? All right, guys. Well, Grey Knights and Thousand Suns are getting their combat patrols this weekend. Well, they're going for pre-order this weekend. It's kind of weird, sort of annoying that they're doing it now as opposed to when the codex dropped a while back. I yeah. don't like that at all, personally. I, I do have to wonder if that was a planned uh, release or if it was uh, a case of you know distribution could yeah. only get them out at this point kind of thing it's it's just it feels it just feels like all the excitement not not that great nights are boring or thousands of them are boring it's just that all the excitements now moved on from them yeah. so the idea of this box release is just not too not too exciting yeah not too much going on um 
but hey, they are out for pre-order this weekend. Yep. Um, oh, um, we've also got, let me pull this up right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I got. I just got my notes here. Looks like allocations, you know how we had like some serious crazy allocations for a while there, Seth? You Back know, like, in the day. You get anything, like three, three box sets were sent to a single store. It looks like allocations are finally getting less of a thing and that you can get whatever the hell you want, which is which is that wonderful. is nice to hear. Yeah, I, I I can't speak for everyone, but you know, from what I've been hearing, it seems like things are slowly getting back to you know a little bit more levels of normalcy. I can tell you with a new kilting box, that's not gonna be doesn't seem to be an issue. You should be able to get one of those boxes regardless if you you know you got your pre-order in or not. It should be like something Good. that they'll have in, in stock. Good. So that, that makes me really happy because I don't like this kind of cutthroat game of just trying to kill your neighbor in order to get the box of you know Eldar Storm Guardians or something like that. It's just yeah. it's gotten violent. <laughs> How many people did you kill for your uh, Eldrick Omen box kicker? Dude, dude, listen. Yeah, I was at a Cherokee, like, just like, please, like, just guys, let me just, just take this box, please. Um, I, I did get two of those boxes. So, so yeah, I had to, yeah. um, there yeah. was, a, there was actually a pretty decent pile of them. I was, I was, yeah. I guess that was foreshadowing maybe more, more, uh, more product availability. Cause yeah. we were unpacking stuff and you were like, there might be like one or two boxes in there. And then it was like 10, I think like, yeah, it was a yeah, pretty good yeah. stack. There wasn't 10 by the end of the event. I can tell you that. Much. And, and at Cherokee we, in all front like gaming events, we obviously get a pretty good stockpile of things and we try to bring all the good stuff to the events yeah. so that everyone has that opportunity to, to pick them up. One of the reasons you, you should always, you know, try and go shopping as soon as you get to the event, because when it's gone, yes. it's gone. Uh, Seth, you know, we're talking about all the stuff that's happening. Um, and GW, you know, maybe starting to get a little bit better when it comes to supply stuff. GW yeah. really also shows that they're listening. Yes, listening to the player base. And I'm talking about the Eldar Autark uh, balance sheet update. Did you yeah. see that, man? That made me so excited. Yeah, that was a pretty funny one. So for those of you that don't know, the the cover art on the Eldar Codex shows an Autark. And and Kicker, you're you're more of an Eldar guy than I am. But from my <laughs> understanding, the war gear he was shown in the artwork. Yeah was not actually in the rule set for him to take. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was like purposely excluded because basically you would have to combine two kits, two different plastic kits to be able to build that HQ character. And yeah. so it was just not, it was not possible. And I'll, I'll say I'm in all, I'm on a lot of the Eldar communities. I'm following the Reddits and all that, you know, all the, all the social media stuff. And people were really pissed off. They're like, how is GW putting this on the cover of the codex, but you can't actually build that many. Well, I think they, after getting, getting bombarded by angry elves, they finally realized, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll allow that. And I don't think it's like a broken combo or anything. And it's, you know, it's, it's just... Oh, whatever it is, it's broken. It's Eldar. It's whatever it is, it's broken. It's, it's Eldar. So it's yeah, Eldar. basically now you can have swooping hawk wings yeah. and, a, you know, the, the Banshee mask and the missile launcher or the fusion gun as opposed to just being stuck with a pistol. So woohoo. That's exciting. I don't um, like hey, speaking about balance like sheets... I flying around with a fusion gun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Seth, speaking about balance sheets, uh, I'm going to let you take this one about this uh, rumored fake balance sheet. Yeah, so... So last week, um, the internet went ablaze uh, for like, I don't know, three or four hours uh, when some leaked uh, data uh, slates came out where it was supposed to be a rebalancing of competitive 40K. Um, and within a few hours, they were proving to be fake. Um, was it a few hours? I mean, I, I knew that it, it, it will. It went deep, man. I got people oh, yeah. from like yeah. people that should know were asking, wait, was this is this a thing? Like they were asking me, yeah. I'm like, um, <laughs> and and we'll get more into it later. But. That was that like like I appreciate the group that did that, not for the means that which they did it, but um, it did start the conversation about balance because balance has been getting 
out of line significantly the last month or two. And, and I, the, the leak was made in satire, but it did start the conversation. So, but, but let's start with that conversation right now, Seth. I mean, yeah. we don't have to go into the weeds of it, but the balance sheet that was fake, we know it's fake. It's confirmed. It's fake. It's a yep. fact. It's fake. What did it show on there that was fake? So, so they, the reaction? they did a lot of things like, um, certain they, and, and, Again, they put a lot of effort into this because yeah. they actually did a narrative reason why they were changing the rules, which was like there's limited resources in Warzone Noctum. So like you can't have Trajan Valoris anymore. He's getting recalled to Terra. So they, you know, like <laughs> somebody could start just cry. Yeah. But they were like, Tau's running low on crisis suits. So now crisis suit units are zero to one and bodyguard units are zero to one. So they were putting more extreme unit restrictions in rather than points changes, which is a very different thing. GW has not done that. Um, well, they did it with the flyers. Time. They did it with, yeah, the they did it with the flyers. Yeah. Um, so it's, it was interesting that just as a whole people, you know, individual players. Yes, there we go. There we uh, go. Richard has pulled up individual players may have been upset. Like you were upset that you could not have more than two bike units. I couldn't have more than one regular crisis suit unit, whatever. But, the people that weren't affected, like my orc groups were like, yeah, take that. It's a piece of crap. They <laughs> um, said more colorful things than that, that I won't say here on a live show. Um, we're getting quite a few comments right now. Yeah, I think a yeah. lot of people were yeah, in yeah. favor of these potential nerfs. Yeah. Despite them being and it was interesting that the community was like, yeah, we're willing to take these because we want to see the restoration of the balance. So yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, we'll talk more about that. Our main segment tonight is going to be about balance, yeah. folks. So but, don't but, worry. You're going to hear a lot more about this in a minute. But kudos to the artists, graphic designers, Photoshop experts oh, that yes. created this thing because it looks it looks pretty flawless. I, like, I can tell you that the creators put a lot yeah. of effort it, into I making mean, those images. You had people that <laughs> that know whether this is real or not, like that are involved on the back end. Like, wait, did we make this or not? Like, you know, geez. <laughs> that was um, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, leaks and fake leaks. What about this entire nid drop that leaked? Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, like 50 some pages that got out there. I don't. And the format is interesting. Um, looking at it, it looks like PDFs. Yeah, it's um, I'm not going to say it's 100 percent confirmed that this is legit, but Guys, it looks pretty. It looks pretty. It pretty looks. Good. It looks like it makes sense based on like one. They previewed some new nid rules today, and those kind of line up. Plus, what we'd been hearing in the rumor mill. But it it was interesting because they've they've really shifted a lot of the big bug profiles. There's a lot of bugs in there that are now 17 wounds exactly, which yeah. is the most wounds you can have and still be obscured. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely some big the push for big bugs. Um, yeah, I, I've I've kind of flipped through it. Um, I think it's going to be a fun book if all those leaks are true. Um, I think it'll fun be a for fun the book. opponent or fun to be the player of that army. I, I think mean, both. I don't <laughs> think it'll be. I don't think it'll be oppressive. I don't think okay. we're talking another Tau or Custodes or Harlequin book where you're just like, and you get to do that too. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, you know. I think the Nids have got another. It's another one of those cult followings. You know, people love mm-hmm. bugs, and so whatever this Codex has, it's going to inspire a lot of people to pick up their their, their army and start playing yep. again. I, I cool. know, I know a lot of pe- people that dove deep into that closet to find some Carnifexes. Yeah, um, yeah. So folks are definitely dusting off some old models that haven't seen some love. So right. it definitely looks like it could be a fun time. And and, and when, yeah. when 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 uh, when when you get to blow up big bugs, everyone's happy. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and it is pretty photogenic, right? You've seen a sim- cinematic thing, seeing that on the on the table yep. there. Yep. Um, do we have any questions in chat, Seth? Before we keep on moving, I don't want to miss anyone. No, nah, folks are just basically commenting on the leaks. Um, okay. You know, they said it's basically the second large leak. Um, the first being the Eldar Codex that kind of leaked through December. So yeah, yeah, maybe a similar source there. So is somebody being super sneaky on the inside? Well, I don't know. All right, let's move yeah. on, guys. Speaking of leaks, here's a here's a leak, and let's bring this up, Tech Priest Richard. Uh, here's a leak that is a sanction, for lack of a better word. Here, here, if you're watching right now on the screen, this is a uh, a GW Warhammer Community rumor engine. I bet you guys know what that is. I bet you guys know what that is. It I is do. it is definitely a new Tau weapon. <laughs> right <laughs> guys if you're looking at this this is clearly a rough rider there's no doubt about it in my mind rough riders are inbound Kicker. uh and, and Kicker. I, I'm you just, just you just want this to be because you love guard and and you don't want to play you don't want to play eldar and you're just hoping that there'll be some more love <laughs> i mean that in part is true but also the fact is i had the old gw metal uh, like they look like Mongolian, you know, Rough Rider yeah. themed guys. You know what I'm talking about, right? They had the they they look like Mongol or Mongolian. Back, back when GW was maybe not so culturally sensitive in their yeah, models. exactly, right? Well, they and and I I mean I had those models and basically the the weapon of the Rough Rider is a lance with a frag grenade attached. That is clearly a lance, and that is clearly a frag that's grenade. See, that's that's a one use only weapon, by the way. I think. <laughs> Just you run, if you shove your lance into target and it explodes, yeah. you can't shove it into something else. Yeah, I know, but you're going to do so much damage on impact, whatever. It's okay. Oh, it's well, I just, well, that that feels very much like the Deathcore theme of just like, yeah, I don't care about if I live. You aren't, though. <laughs> you are gone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm feeling really confident that Rough Riders are going to be getting a new kit. I'm feeling really excited that, I mean, you know, there's, there's more than enough rumors out there. Um, we're not going to go into them on this show, but Guard are obviously going to be getting a codex eventually, and a lot of the stuff that's been released so far seems really positive, mm. and it looks like we should be getting some good. new... We have a good comment from YouTube okay, uh, from Hunter Nichols. It's actually a Primaris Lieutenant mounted with a lance. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's another it's, Primaris It's the real... That's the real take right there. My bad, guys. I am so sorry. You're absolutely yeah. right. It is not a Rough Rider. It is just a Primaris Lieutenant. I am so sorry, guys. Um, oh, hey, let's let's talk really fast about some stuff that I've explored with and found recently. This is a brand new product that I don't know if it's new to the world, but it's new to me. Uh, let's pull that image up of that base that we kind of sneaked earlier. This is sneak this peek. Is, yeah, right. Look at this. If you're watching, you, you see this beautiful base that I've you just used as a test run here. Uh, look at like the mulch, not the tufts, not the texture paint, the mulch on top. This is stuff made by Geek Gaming Scenics. I have never heard of this company, but I wanted to really go with an awesome base for my for my new Eldar army because I'm painting the models like crap. So I'm like, if I have a pretty base, then hopefully it'll compensate for the crummy paint job because I'm just in such a rush. <laughs> to distract from it. Exactly. It's a distraction base. There we go. And, and I don't, I mean, guys, Google, if you're on your home right now, you know, on your computer, Google Geek Gaming Scenics. They have like the best, like, I don't know, like AstroTurf, you know, for you to throw onto your base and dump. Like, you, I got the, the, the pine floor look, but you can get like hillside, urban. It is mind blowing. I am totally sold on it. I think it's actually a UK company, but they have a US distributor. Anyway, highly recommended. But right next to it, so here we're talking about something great, right next to it, something that's kind of a flop is the 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 tough on the left if you're looking at the photo that i have there that is one of the brand new gw tufts as yeah. you may or may not know gw completely redesigned their very popular tufts seth did you ever yep. use the, the gw little tufts i have not i predominantly have used um army painter tufts yeah. army painter tufts are definitely cheaper and mm-hmm. army painter tufts had a huge range of of 
of colors you could choose from. So I've used a yeah. lot of both Army Painter and then the, the the two options of GWs. Well, the the new Tufts, which so GW removed, uh, I guess canceled or you know was no longer making the old style, which I really mm -hmm. liked. And they introduced these new style. I had to try them. I love basically every GW product, but these I was like, oh, these are really weak. Uh, first of all, they're not sticky. The old GW Tufts, you can really just stick them right on the base. You don't have to use glue or, you know, whatever. Um, these don't have many random shapes. The old GW Tufts were really cool because they had all these weird shapes that made it look really natural, yeah. organic, as opposed to just all circles. Um, and then what's really kind of disappointing pointing is that the tufts themselves don't have a bunch of different interesting shades or a mix of colors in the actual tufts so it's just kind of like bright green and light green in one tuft as opposed to like four Kicker. or five colors to make it look really we're, we're gonna have to interrupt you here yeah, shoot, um, shoot. because you there's a new business idea that's up on the screen now oh, 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 what is, what you're is, gonna is need credit uh tomodagachi express for so i wonder if flg can make printed bases that match their mats Ooh, ooh. Ooh, I love this. I love this. I love it. Damagachi in with a great, great man. That guy's always shooting out great ideas. I love I love this. Um, I guess I'll be talking with Frankie about this. Yeah. You know, Frankie, talking... how little can we print? Like, what's the smallest area? Yeah, right. What's the smallest 25 millimeter area? Rays? Perfect. I mean, I think that'd be pretty damn sexy. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, so anyway, I don't know. I'm gonna keep on trying these GW Tufts, but I might be I don't know. We'll, we'll see if they uh I don't know. They win me over with time. Uh, oh, an another big win, though. This one is a massive win. There's a brand new product that I have to, you know, brag about. It is the the new Eldar Guardian kit. Here's an old... I know you don't like Eldar. Just, just deal with it, though. Just, the kit just, is yeah. basically, from the casual observer, it looks the exact same as the OG plastic minis, but it is a world apart. I mean, everything from the amount of stuff on that stupid sprue to the fact that they designed... Uh, yeah, Seth is falling asleep here. But to the fact that... And, and think about it like this, Seth. They did this for the GW Guardian. Kit. I'm sure they're going to do this for other kits as they roll them out. They made them easier. My, to build my two armies have been updated, buddy. I'm, I'm oh, you're good here. to go. You're good to go for a while. You're good to go for a while. Yeah. Well, like, you, you know, like the weird little Eldar, like, I don't know, like backpack poles that showed out on yeah. the lore behind them. You know what I'm talking about. They have these weird, like, poles that stick out of the backpack. You had to used to, like, manually put those on. Now they're part of the backpack, which is really nice. Anyway, I just finished spending, uh, the weekend putting together 45 Eldar Guardians, and I am blown away with how great that kid is. All right, let's jump into the good stuff, Seth. Uh, Lone Star Open, the military block is mm -hmm. almost full, if not already. Today yeah, is Wednesday. Tell us Wednesday. more about the military block. What's that about? Okay, okay, cool. So Lone Star Open is our military appreciation event. The tickets went on sale last week. We are doing a lot of special things at this event for military people who have currently who currently serve or have formerly served. Uh, one of those things was they got a special offer to get a super ridiculously discounted room rate. You had to go through your military branch representative that was listed on our blog to get access to that block. I'm pretty sure the block is as of yesterday, there was one room left in it, and I'm pretty sure it's okay. long gone now. Um, we still do have the the general frontline gaming room discount, which which is great. I mean, you're staying at a like legit Marriott for a very, very, very affordable price. So even if if you didn't get the military discount rate, don't worry. You're still getting a, a great rate, but make sure you get your rooms because once that hotel sells out, we are not getting any more rooms. Um, yeah. yeah, Seth, that one, I hope that you can. I know you last year were talking about thinking about coming. You, sh you should do it. The drive is not so bad from when, from when is it again? That's July. So mm -hmm. end of July. I yeah, could, I could see what I could swing in July. All right, sweet, sweet. Uh, ACO is officially live as of this week. Yes, the Atlantic City Open 2022, year two of this. This is going to be one of our crown jewel events, is live. Um, 
tickets are going on sale. I mean, tickets are selling. We are going to probably add a few more events to it because I was struggling to get a TO, but I think I just found a TO for MCP, which is really cool because I know there's there's an established MCP community yeah, in the I Northeast. Think, I think people like them. Yeah, you think people like Some that, reason. right? So, so there have, they, have they done any popular like media lately or anything? Yeah, right, 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 right. Is, is there any reason why anyone would care about Marvel or, or any of that stuff? Um, so, yes, you get your tickets. We should be adding the Marvel Crisis Protocol event sooner rather than later. We're also going to have a few other fun things that will get announced regarding what you can get in like the premium ticket because we got some yeah. good stuff there. Um, and then let's jump over to BAO real fast. We're working on the BAO. Um, we're looking to get, if you guys remember Stephen Box of Vanguard Tactics, he should mm -hmm. be teaching a Vanguard Tactics workshop at the BAO. You'll get the, the, the additional perks that come along with being a student of the, uh, the event, which, you know, get early access in, you get to kind of hang out with him, get, you know, a, a private discord, all that good stuff. Yeah. So yes, BAO now tickets there. We're, we're, we're looking, we might actually have to end tickets early just cause uh, for 40 K cause the other events are picking up steam and we oh. just don't have that much space. Yeah. Age of Sigmar is getting some traction at BAO. So I'm like, Oh geez. So we might have to, you know, we're, we're at like 204 tickets for BAO. Uh, all right. All right. 40 K players. We can't, we can't have this. We got to fight back. <laughs> no, but BAO, you know, man, like it's just, it's just such a staple event. Everyone in that area just always goes to it. People have been going to that event for since the beginning. So, so if you are able to make it, I, I always do recommend the BAO. Yep. Um, hey, oh, 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 let's talk about global stuff now, Seth. Yes. All right. You called this to my attention first thing this morning. I was like sitting down, having a bowl of cereal, relaxed. Shocker. It, right, it was shocker, right? Eating cereal. It was, it was, it was, it was, joy it was Rice Krispies with uh, chocolate chips on top and a banana. It was wonderful. Um, yeah. Let's <laughs> get Cocoa Krispies. <laughs> no, 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 I wanted to keep it simple for the morning. It was simple, simple. Just, just chocolate chips and Rice Krispies um, and a banana. Um, but dude, you brought this to my attention. GW made the statement first thing this morning, which is weird because normally they kind of group their releases on their Warhammer community page at a certain time. GW is not going to be supplying Russia now with their product, which is a pretty big deal because um, yeah. obviously there's a whole war going on. Um, Seth, you share that to me. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of opinions on that. I think that's a, a really bold move. We do know that there's, you know, a Russian team that comes to to, to play 40K with us. Um but uh, I think that it's, I, I don't know, I don't want to say my personal opinion, but it's its nice to see the world kind of, you know, um, trying to yeah. do what they can do to... There, there's a lot of companies that have that have pulled out of, yeah. of Russia. I mean, mm -hmm. within the last week or two, it's been like McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Yep. I think Netflix has blacked out there. Apple yep. Pay, Google Pay. Um, so a lot of... A lot of um, a lot of folks pulling out of there. Um, good to see the GW is is making you know an informed decision there because if you're following anything about this war, there's there's not a lot of winners going mm -hmm. on on either side right now, mm -hmm. but definitely uh, Russia needs to back off. Yeah, I, I and I, I got to say that GW in the past, I'd say. 22 years 24 months yeah. gw has really been making you know been making statements as a company which a lot of times yeah. companies usually just try to stay neutral no they've been very vocal about yeah. all sorts of things which has been yeah impressive. i mean i i'm i am under no delusion gw not supplying russia is not going to end a war in europe but 
it's at least a statement and it's like, it's the company sharing some values that the community has that we don't like the idea of people. We play a war game, but we don't like the idea of people actually getting invaded and killed. (laughs) Keep it on the tabletop. Damn it. Yes. (laughs) Um, speaking about GW, uh, I've had, I have, I speak with the guys usually once a week or so. And I want to let you guys know that GW's support of, of the ITC and tournament play is ongoing and moving forward. The guys Mm -hmm. are amazing. The guy behind, the scenes there's so much going on um it's all worth it it's all amazing it's just slowly rolling out but the the to support from gw is is slowly uh, happening literally as we speak there's a great team working on it so if you are to i I actually saw um that uh some tos have already received their their codes yes uh as do you want to elaborate on that seth because i don't want to misspeak too much or go into too much detail that i shouldn't have mainly because kicker hopefully he doesn't say too much um (laughs) but uh there was an application process for tos to apply for support from Mm -hmm. gw um part of that being from my understanding, the TOs themselves getting codes yes. so they have access to all the rules, but also codes as prize support to give away to winners of their events. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, from the my big understanding, thing is now the first TOs wave of that, that has been, gone out. As you said, Seth, Seth the, the TOs that went through that application process already, like there's already, like yeah. you said, there's already TOs right now that have basically full access to all the rules. So, you know, like, hey, you're running these awesome events. You should be able to know every single rule that possibly is. Yep. Um, hey, Seth, let's jump into the FLGN news real fast. Can, can all right. jump through that? Thank you. Yeah. So if you remember correctly, Kicker, we had Nathan Henning on a few weeks ago to talk about stats in yes. 40K. And I may have alluded to... Um, how since he was on our show, Grim After Dark was going to have to try to steal him and be on our show. Naturally. Well, guess who was on Grim this week? Nathan, of course. Nathan was back on. Um, Chapter Tactics, uh, they've been breaking down the new Eldar Codex. Uh, They've been talking mostly about the Harlequins. Uh, Thursday show uh, should be previewing all this weekend's events, including the Free State GT. And War Games Live is back on the road this week, and they will be at the Free State GT. Um, I believe one of the FLG staff judges, Bam uh, Hunter, will be there. Oh, Um, sweet. Bam just got married like last week. So congratulations, congratulations Bam. Boom. You're ending your honeymoon to go to a 40K tournament. I don't yeah, know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Dude, dude, if he's got his wife's support now, you, you've got a yeah. winner there, man. All right. Congrats. Well, anyway, so yeah. So check out the uh, coverage there if you want to see some some gaming this weekend. Um, but let's get into the main segment. Ooh, let's just let's, stretch this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little serious, dude. I let's mean, like, like meta. I listen it up. Out. Okay, guys. So with everything that we're about to talk about, remember the, the sky is not falling. You know, there's, there's, there's waves that come and go. Um, yep. but Seth, take it away. Talking about wait. the meta. Oh, Did you wait, say the wait. sky's falling. The sky is not falling. Oh. The sky is not falling. Oh, is not falling. He good. said not. Sorry. Not. He said not. 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 Oh. Everything's okay. Everything. Everything. Okay. Oh. No, wait. everything currently is not okay. Let's just be oh. clear about that. It's not, okay. but everything's not great, but there's hope. There is hope. There is hope. Yep. Seth, please just yeah, take us so away. Much better now. Let's go. Let's start off with where we're at right now. Yeah. Maybe. So right now the meta is very top heavy. Um, we're talking about Tau and Custodes, depending on the week by week data, and you can go find all that that data from Nathan. He provides all of it, um, and it's on his weekly blogs on FLG. Um, yep. But they're over a sixty five percent win rate, which is generally speaking a broken level. Uh, of win in both of those. Um, and last week was the first week the Eldar Codex was legal at most events and had over a 70% win rate. Now that's one week of data. There could definitely be more data that says, hey, people have adjusted. The meta has adapted. But uh, very likely we're, we're going to see three very strong codexes. And overall, that 
just from a number standpoint, does suppress the number of other armies playing and other um, other armies winning. Yeah. And that just doesn't create good situations that that are enjoyable at the table. A lot of the other ninth edition books that have come out in the in the past year are also suffering. We're talking about things like Death Guard, Dark Angels, uh, Space Marines, mm -hmm. uh, Sisters are starting to have a rough go of it. Um, Necrons. Necrons. Necrons kind of waffle back and forth. But a lot of these codexes, you know, my beloved orcs, mm. um, are struggling. And th those codexes, that's that's a lot of, that can be pretty upsetting to a fan base, particularly if you've already got your book and you're struggling. You're not going to get another book this edition, very likely. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be, you know, they've done Space Marines twice in an edition. I wouldn't be surprised if they do Space Marines again in this edition because it was the first book in this edition. But like, as an orc player, I don't have much hope that they're going to drop a new orc book in a month no, or two you're, you're stuck yeah. so so that is very disheartening for players um forge world is also kind of not getting updated very frequently anymore no. um both the tau and the eldar codex have come out without significant updates from forge world and they have a lot of models in those ranges that are really not compatible with the rules that are in the current codexes so it makes it pretty difficult to use a lot of those models um and we're nearing the end of the the book cycle edition wise we're talking about six codexes one of which is nids we got knights chaos knights guard chaos space marines demons and nids are the ones that actually need books and possibly something else and possibly something else yes. they certainly could do a new thing yes please gw hear me traitor guard traitor guard Ooh, guard. i like do that it. Do like it. You it. can okay. take the guard range you have. You can yep. slap upgrade sprues into the box. Boom. Give me Trader Guard. I've read the Gaunt's Ghost novel since I was a kid. <laughs> I want to play Blood Pact. Okay. There you go. Boom. I like it. I like it. Um, I like it. Anyway, but the point is six books are not going to rebalance the meta. Six books at best are going to add new things into that S tier category that are not, they're not going to help the suffering books. They're yeah, not the suffering help books those, are down there. Low yeah. win rate books. So, um, what what is it we got to look forward to? The quarterly update update is due in April. Um, there was that little bit of an update right after LVO, um, with I think mostly just kind of nerfed uh, Thick City that that Drukari mm -hmm. uh, Prophets of Flesh list. Um, so, what could be done in that update? Well, like we said earlier, with the fake update, they had introduced the, the potential of limiting of number of units. So. You can do points adjustments and everyone knows that that's a way to balance things, but that is actually, it can be kind of difficult to get that right. Um, particularly when you're trying to make decisions and maybe you don't have all the data yet and you've got to make a quick decision. Um, and that's why everyone always says like, oh, GW has the patent to triple nerf because oftentimes it takes two or three updates to get something back into balance. Um, so they could or, look or at they doing go really heavy like they did with orcs and yeah, they, kind they of could smash overdo it. it. Yeah, they could overdo it. And that's what you don't want. You don't want your faction getting smashed into the ground. Um, yeah, so there certainly could be points adjustments coming in that period. But we could also see unit restrictions. We could see, hey, you can't have certain uh, unit restrictions. Past things that they have done well that I would like to see. Um, Kicker, do you remember the beta rules in 8th edition? Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I think, yeah. Bolter Drill was a beta rule, I believe. Bolter Drill was a beta rule. The rule of three was a beta rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, reserves was. not coming in turn one was a beta rule. Yeah. Um, all of these things that we now take as like fundamental portions of 9th edition started off as them saying, we want to try this to balance the game. We're going to gather data for, you know, three, six months, and then we're going to adjust. 
I think they could do something like that again. They could bring back the beta rule system. You know, if everyone's complaining about indirect fire being overpowered, they could do something like say, hey, indirect fire in the beta rules can now only target the closest enemy unit. Yeah. You know, you could do I mean, something like that. Or like, it could take yeah. a native it could take a native minus one to hit that you can't do anything about. Yeah. Or and- and you Whatever. know they have the the platform to do this, right? If yep. the beta rules were free on the app, boom, everyone has access can start playing with them. Yep. You know, and then obviously they keep and, and the the, by making it a beta rule, it's also like, hey, if this is too much, we'll reel it back. We're not writing this in stone, so I think that's a that's a great choice for them. They used to also do a two week, um, pretty much guaranteed FAQ post book launch yep. that yep. you could expect. They did get a Tau FAQ out this week, which was good. Um, I think they also I can't remember if no, it was it was no Eldar FAQ. No, not yet. Um, but it's nice, but it's also important to have a, a set timeline because say I don't know kicker. Uh, maybe you you could weigh in here. You're someone that runs large events, right? <laughs> yeah. Would it be yeah. nice from a from a uh, organizing standpoint that you know if there's a new codex that comes out two weeks afterward, GW is going to address any major oversights? That would that really would help. That, that would, would help. help a lot with planning because you could be like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. set my my rules cut off to be in a period where that FAQ is going to drop before my event comes yeah. out. And then I'll have my list lock after that. So the people have a chance to see what the changes are and, and adjust this list. Yeah. And if we go back to the eighth edition formula, which I'm going to keep harping on it because eighth edition really was a pretty good edition in GW, despite making some errors with codexes was quick to respond. And everyone remembers that we had the iron hands, like super overpowered supplement. They had beta rules and they had the FAQs and that still wasn't enough. And so they did hot fixes. They were not afraid to do FAQs outside of that normal timeline to adjust rules when they needed to. So I think that it it might be time for whatever team is in charge of that to consider doing beta rules and hot fixes because you're getting a lot of disgruntled players. Um, You're getting a lot of people that are upset with the state of the game. I mean, you looking in chat right now, everyone's talking about, overpowered <laughs> models sell rules and yeah. and uh, you know capping uh unit restrictions and and people have ideas and the only way we're going to figure out if these ideas work is to start trying stuff and you don't and i know i know community hear me i know we all want to try to make our own faq that at the end of the day fractures the community more than we already are yeah um because you drive people into, well, I play with this rule subset and I play with that rule subset. And then you can't have a common conversation between me here in Alabama and someone in Australia because we're using different rule sets. Um, but if we give, hopefully if we give GW the chance to correct this themselves, we can all try to work within one rule set. And if they can do something where they're okay to to make a decision and take it back, and we as a community have to be okay with one month the rules might be this, and then the next month they might be like, you know what? Mm, that's not good. We're going to have to change that back. Um, I think if we're accepting of that, I think we've got a chance here. Um, what hope do we have for the future, Kicker? Well, Kicker, well one thing that's any- very obvious, yeah. dude, I got to just say it, though, is, is that GW has hired, they have a full team of guys 
you know, we're gonna it's gonna dovetail very nicely into what you're gonna say next, Seth. But for their events, they they want organized play, match play events. They have a team that's dedicated to make sure the game is 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 running smoothly. So yeah, it might take a little longer than we like, but they do have guys focused on this. Like it's their job uh, because. Seth, as you're going to roll into, they have events. What does that mean, Seth, that they have events? Yeah. They have five events on the books this year. I think it was like four and then a, it, it, a, a, a an invitational yes, slash narrative it. event. Yeah. Um, if I read the article correctly. No, no, you're 100% correct. Yep. They awesome. have four and then the Fantastic. fifth event. Yeah. And that's the They literally, that means they have a financial investment in, in the, the, the tournament scene being inviting. Um, because if they if these don't do well, like the, last year they had three main events yep. and a final. Now they got four main events and a final. They're expanding. They're going to different cities. If they show up to, I think Seattle's the first one. Yeah, I, jeez, I, it's Seattle. I know Seattle happens in like June, yeah, or, or late May. If they show up there and the meta is not in a good state, folks aren't buying tickets. Folks yep. aren't getting hotel rooms. These are not cheap events to no, go they to. They are not. They are nice events, but you're not going to shell out a ton of money to go get your teeth kicked in for eight rounds. And and it wouldn't look pretty um, no. at GW's event if the top ten players were all playing the same army or something yeah. like that. It's just not. It's not attractive, right? It's not. No. It's not. It's no. not something good. <laughs> um. So, no. so so they haven't invested. They have invested interest. They're they're also invested now because you you know this more than anyone. Kicker. They are partnering with the ITC. They are interacting with the organized tournament play community they have an investment here yeah yeah so 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 guys they are working hard i mean i talk to these guys once a week at least you know they're they're working hard to keep everything moving moving along moving along uh i i have no doubt about it that we're going to figure out this tau custodies headache as well as as other codexes roll out right because i have no doubt as yeah i was like i'm not all at fault here blame the eldar yeah, blame the Eldar, right? Blame the Eldar. It's not the Eldar, dude. It's not the, you know, but but like, let's be honest. We know this new bug book is going to probably be pretty solid too. So so it's we need to pretty good. We got to figure out how to keep the game, how to keep the tournaments exciting, because mm-hmm. no one wants to go and and see. It's also just not fun when you see a tournament where like a quarter to a third of the field is one or two armies. Like a lot of tournaments, like it's just not. That's just you know you want some variety. There's like what twenty something armies in this stupid yeah. game that we love let's let's see how out they're playing yeah and a lot of folks and, and it comes down to personality some folks and and i'll use a video game analogy here some people are like you know what i just want to be the best whatever game system you're playing players you know i want to have the highest score i want to be the top of my team on overwatch and some people are like i just want to do some goofy crap with junk rat and overwatch and see how many people i can kill with rip tires you know so you different people are going to set their own goals Folks that are willing to take lists that are off meta and they want to do goofy things are like, you know what? I really like I have a friend in Seattle that he takes a shadow sword and he's like, my goal is to kill a character with that shadow sword every event. Uh, And that's his fun. He's like, I I will do whatever I got to do game wise to get a character exposed and shoot him with a shadow sword. If that's your fun, have your fun, man. But if you are playing at the top end, it can get stale, particularly when it's. This is the same thing uh, every week for the last like month and a half, you know, so there definitely is some folks that they're losing the the fun of the game. So I think, yeah, it's definitely something that we need to be looking at and we need to be pushing GW to to work for. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, chat, uh, you guys were really engaged. I actually had trouble keeping up with all the comments. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. 
So let's talk about the ITC recap, and then um, I will I will swing back around, chat, if you have questions. Uh, but let me get through the ITC ITC recap. Um, anyway, forty k competitive track. Let's hit it, Richard. Ooh, there we go. Boom. Bring that on down. Barrel. I'm doing hand motions and sounds. There we go. Good job, Richard. Uh, number one is Quentin Johnson. Number two, James Marsden. Number three, Sean Rice. Oh, they've changed the rankings on me again. I that's okay. That's okay. This, this is, we can be we can be like six number hours. Four, Ryan Snyder. I say this is now what four weeks in a row now. I waited oh, until lunch, my lunch break today. <laughs> hmm. I, I will tell you these these there's no rhyme or reason to when we update the rankings. It's just when somebody presses enter. Uh, Did someone send me a text when you guys do this? <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I can't even read. My screen's blurry. I'll go back to just the website, I guess. We 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 can we can we can we can you know yeah. give the guys that are you know. All right. Anyway, back and number five is uh, J.C. Barum. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Uh, hobby track. Who knows if that's changed? Let me find out. <laughs> I'm not salty. You're salty. We still, we still got Quentin. Yeah, Quentin. Quentin is still number one. All right, Quentin's number one. Uh, Jamie Pirazzoli is number two. Eric Mullins is number three. Uh, Evan Williams is number four. And Steven Scott is number five. That looks basically like the same list I yeah. had. Yeah, it is. All right. I threw you for a loop this week. Uh, I, I put, I no, I added 40K teams. Not Ooh. Oh, no, I like this. I like yeah. this. I like this. I like this. So, so we our the- number one team um, is Legion. All right. Uh, number two is Warmaster. I think Legion is up in uh, Pacific Northwest. Don't know uh, where Warmasters is at. Number three is Dice Down. You might know number four kicker. That's Vanguard boom. Tactics. Boom. Stephen Boxing's boys. Number wow. five uh, is Glass Hammer Gaming. Well, that's another UK based group. Yeah. Yeah. So the UK's, UK's early on yeah. on the score. All right. Let's hit AOS and see if my notes are wrong. I don't hope so. Oh, right, here we go. I hope they're right. All right. Number one is Levin Sichinanava. Number two, Matt Naguin. I'm having trouble scrolling. Sorry, folks. I have a tiny little screen to read off of. <laughs> Number three. Nope. A little bit lower. Number three is Aaron Newborn. Number four is Thomas Guan. And number five is James West. And finally, onto the hobby track, we have number one, Tim Ham. Number two, Chris Miller. Number three, Matt Abbott. Number four, Carl Rohr. And I like that last name, Carl. Uh, and number <laughs> five, Rob Carr. Boom. There you guys have it. All There's right. your hobby track and your competitive track. All right. That is it for our, our updates. It is time for those lovely listener questions. I am back to monitoring chat. Listeners, hit me with what you got. <laughs> Yeah, Seth, it's it's nice to see the, you know, that we've been in doing this for, you know, over a month and a half. You know, the new season's in full flex. We're starting to see people rise to the top, see who the true competitive track players yeah. are. Um, but you guys should check, uh, check log online, see where your standing is right now. You'd be surprised. I had one of my yeah. buddies reach out to me. He's like, dude, I'm like number 48 in the ITC right now. And I'm like, yeah, dude, keep on going. Like, you started off strong. He, he started up. off it's, strong. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, you're right. You're right. But you, if you start off strong now, you'll hopefully have the energy to keep yep. on going throughout the uh, the year. You, you know, keep that. Here we got we got some questions that are relevant right, for you here. How would a fledgling 40K TO get into the support pool, ITC mailings, etc.? Okay, so there has been a pretty firm lockdown on adding people into like the ITC TO group purely because we're trying to get through that first initial group. The people that have been like TOs for 
not weeks, but for years, get, mm-hmm. get them taken care of first. Um, but as, as that initial, I guess, you know, the, uh, the, the old school, old, the blood, old guard, long, huh? The old guard, the old guard, the old guard as, as, as once the old guard is taken care of, we'll start helping out all the, the newer TOs. So what, where would we might hear an announcement about that? I'm sure there'll be a very formal statement, uh, <laughs> probably from, 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 from line gaming in the form of, are you on our newsletter? You should be on a newsletter. If you're not, yeah. make sure you sign up on the newsletter so, as well as the frontline gaming community group where we post everything and, first. And perhaps, perhaps on a certain podcast and perhaps on a certain podcast you're listening to right now. Yep. <laughs> uh, kicker, any opinions on the Tyranid codex leaks? Um, you know, Big bugs. I, I gotta tell you good. Th- that I've heard, you know, like, I mean, even Reese was talking about it. Like he's stoked about it. Cause everyone's reading these leaks. Everyone's reading these leaks. And, and, and are, no, Reese is- are you telling me that we might attract the, the fabled lone wanderer Reeseus back to the 40 K meta? Oh dude. Yeah, totally. I mean, he, he, he was really, he was getting buzzed about it. And then I'll like, um, I, I mean, obviously, I know uh, quite a few bug players that like have been playing bugs, regardless of how good or bad the codex is, and they're all really stoked about it. I think the big, the big boys, uh, the big bugs are gonna have have their day, or at least for a little while, which I think is nice because traditionally they are a, a horde army. So to finally be able to play your big monsters, like this, you know, short term monster mash, you know, white dwarf list we've been playing, it would be nice to see it actually. I'm not the codex. gonna tell Richard. Oh, there it is. I was like, I'm not yeah. gonna tell Richard to show a certain comment, but I oh, think we'll, he'll we'll comment. It. We got, we'll comment. We got. Does Kicker like big bugs and he cannot lie? Yes, <laughs> I do live in Louisiana, so uh, I got roaches the size of eagles. A joke about a song Kicker. Oh yes, no, I do. I listen to Sir Mix a lot. Come on, don't tell me. <laughs> I know um, yeah, there there was a new Tau FAQ out today. Um, the main thing out of it, you can't use drones to deep strike infantry. Yeah. Um, and you can't use bodyguards to bodyguard long strike. Shocker. Yeah. I mean, are you happy with those? Or do you think they need to do more? You, were they too gentle? I think I think the one that I was expecting them to address that they haven't is uh, ethereals in Farsight Allied Worlds. Yeah. Um, it feels like as a fluff decision and as a rules decision, they should not be allowed. But they didn't address that yet. So I'm not sure if there's another FAQ a coming or they intended that. It doesn't feel like it's intended to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think they forgot. I think that was intentionally not yeah. talked about. Yeah. Well, we, got, we got a few things to check. Uh, do you guys think rules available would be also made for event judges and stream commentators as well as the TOs? Because that effectively that they're effectively event support staff, in my opinion. So I can say for right now, not streamers is is not you know not, but you know I I, I don't see that happening for streamers right now. Um, judges, I, I think the idea is to have at least one set for uh, for each event through the TO. Yeah, they could they could theoretically you know share have a yeah. a, a single iPad. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. has all that login. Yeah, exactly. Yep. There's a um, lot of judges out there, guys, because everyone and their mother has been a judge at least at one point or another. Yeah, so. I've been very judgmental. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, Tomodagachi, they did not. Well, hope whenever they get an Eldar FAQ, uh, Harlequin troops uh, probably should get core. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, I mean, they are the basic infantry for that portion of the army. There's a lot of events. I mean, I mean going to RTT this Saturday, it looks like everyone I know has been talking about how they, of course, should have core and are just assuming yeah. they have core already. All right. Well, I think that's about it uh, for the questions. I think it's time to wrap this one up. I might hear uh, the tech priest yawning in the background. <laughs> oh, 
Kicker, any final thoughts for the evening? Uh, no final thoughts whatsoever. I am just, uh, I'm just happy to be here. Seth, right. thank you for doing that really in-depth kind of, um, I don't want to say awkward, but tough talk about the meta because that's not an yeah, easy. We, we all have to have some tough love. Some now, yeah, right. Well, well, thank you for spearheading that conversation, Seth. Glad to do it. Until next time, we really hope you enjoyed this episode of Singles from the Frontline. Uh, we can't wait to see you uh, next week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys.